0: The Crypto Goliath, also known as Super G, and Andrew Cashflow, who's also known as the Cashflow King. So very excited for this episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how Hedera is rolling out NFTs worldwide as global electronics provider LG is bringing NFTs to televisions all across the world. Quant Network CEO made some major announcement for central bank digital currencies launching in 2023 as the World Economic Forum is also weighing in on the use cases of centralized currencies outlining how digital money can be a complement to physical cash. Cardano announces the official launch date for their Vasil Fork upgrade, while FIFA is launching collectible NFTs on Algorand, creating a similar product to NBA Top Shot. U.S. lawmakers stating a ban on crypto is out of the picture as XRP's price chart is nearing bullish territory. We show our listeners a video of how Ripple's Interledger protocol was built to capture all the money. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast... Our show is live on YouTube, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So I butchered that live. Typically, I go live on YouTube. But Johnny Crypto, we're starting this thing off correct. Today is September 5th, and that's a very special day to me because it's my mom's birthday. So shout out to my mom, Jessica, wishing you an amazing day today. Love you so much. But with that being said, we're going to kick it to Johnny Crypto. Why don't you get us started off right, my friend? How are you feeling on this Monday? Well, first of all, good
1: morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. Happy Labor Day. Today is Labor Day at ABS. I want to give a special, special shout out to your mom as well. With a very happy birthday to her and the family. And also good morning to our brothers, Gonzo and Cashflow. Great to see you guys. And hopefully you're also having a happy Labor Day holiday or whatever it is out there in the Netherlands. I don't even know what it's called out there if there even is one, but hopefully you're having a good day. It's called Monday Johnny Crypto yeah. but we're
0: going to Gonzo. <laughs> we're going to Gonzo next this morning. Gonzo, thank you for making time for us. I hope you're enjoying your Labor Day. I heard you got a little food poisoning the weekend but I hope you're feeling better, my friend. How are you doing today?
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, I'm so glad that you and uh, that you and Johnny are full of energy because I'm going to I'm going to borrow some of that, man, because it's just kind of low energy. But yeah, I'm feeling a little bit better but still not 100% but happy to be here with you guys. I you know, I couldn't miss the opportunity to come on the show and and spend some time with you guys because you know
0: i love you guys awesome we love you too gonzo and we're kicking it to andrew cash it is 5 p.m in the netherlands my friend what are some of the things you're watching this morning and how are you feeling on this monday andrew
3: yeah actually a great we uh, had a great weekend and uh, good morning to everybody uh, congratulations to your mother and uh, everything is going well still summer here in the netherlands exceptional we have a very nice summer so uh everything's going uh, pretty good yes
0: That's awesome. Thank you, Andrew. And we're going to get this thing started the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. At 3TGM Crypto on Twitter, you get access to every single member of our team. But we're going to dive right into the Bitcoin fear and greed index. We are back in extreme fear this morning, and it's no surprise as the market has fallen below a trillion. We are sitting at 23 in extreme fear. But let's dive into the total coin market cap and figure out what's going on. So we are sitting at $980 billion this morning. Bitcoin is 38% dominance. Ethereum is about 20%. Bitcoin is below 20000 at $19,800 this morning. Ethereum is $1,600. Cardano is $0.49. Cents. And we're going to have some great news about the Cardano Vasil Fork, which is set to go live on September 22nd. So we are just a few weeks away from the largest upgrade this network has ever experienced. We've got XRP up $0.32. Cents. Matic is $0.87. Cents. Chainlink is seven dollars Algorand is $0.30. Cents. VeChain is $0.02. Cents. Hedera Hashgraph is $0.06. Cents. And Quant is continuing to dip. We are at 93 cents this morning, Johnny Crypto. What are some of the projects that you're
1: keeping an eye on? And then we're going to kick it to Gonzo. What's on your mind, Johnny? I guess I'm on a kick for the the letter F this week because I've been uh, loading my bags with uh, flow and file. I like both of those coins or technologies, I should say. And I've been I've been loading up on both of them. So I'm on the letter F today, I guess, I guess this weekend. So That's awesome. Blockchain. Johnny,
0: there's another thing I want to point out for our listeners. Last Friday, we brought up an article talking about how Ticketmaster was going to be using Flow's blockchain to launch mm. NFTs for tickets with the NFL next season. So this is going to be huge. But the only thing that catches my attention about this project from a negative aspect is there's no limited market supply, Correct. right? They can continue to dump tokens into this market. But sorry to yes. cut you off there, Johnny.
1: You're 100% right. Abs. just one. that's probably why I didn't go as heavy as I normally would, but I still like the project and, you know, we'll hop into it later. But when you look at flow, oh my God, if you look at who's invested in them, <laughs> you, you'll see why it's exciting. We'll, we'll hop into that later.
0: Gonzo, we got the Ethereum merge coming up and I pulled up a price chart showing that we are about to break out to $2,500. What are some of the things that you're watching Well, I show our listeners the price chart I'm referring to?
2: Yeah. That's so funny. Cause I, you know, I was messing <clears throat> with my TA, uh, I think it was it yesterday as when I messaged you guys and, and I did a measured move and I'm still, you know, I'm still learning TA. So my measured move got me to like just under 2,500. So I reached out to sell many cells and responded to see, Hey, can you check my work on this? And then we talked this morning and, you, and, and you're like, Hey dude, it looks like that measured move might not be that too far off, but yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get to 25-hour. Hopefully, right, uh, and then uh, I can sell out of those that position. But you know, I'm I'm keeping an open mind. Uh, you know, structurally, you know, Bitcoin moves the market. As long as we stay above 19.5, and we don't close a daily candle below 19.5, um, we're still okay structurally. If we close a candle below 19.5, then we're going to start to have problems, and we can start coming down. Either way, I'm ready, right? I'm I'm ready if we're going to go down, finally down to 17.5 and below. So I can start to invest. I have money on the side. Or if we start to move up and get a short rally and, and Ethereum gets up to that 2,000, 21, then I'm going to sell out of those positions so that I can get back in. But, um, yeah, I actually, uh, uh, um, Johnny, I actually sold out of my flow for um, for some profit. And I was looking to get back in, um, you know, when we go back down. so. Yeah.
1: now yeah, we're pretty far down I know.
2: <laughs> compared to where I sold that I was so glad I sold that. I'm all I'm all damn I'm
1: glad and, I took profits when I did and, and folks listen to what gonzo's saying yeah that's why you should have an exit plan and oh I, this wasn't planned but look who, look who's around today make sure you uh, Bert, sign up. Yep. make sure you sign up for Merlin go get your free 30-day trial notice so you can be like gonzo and sell at the highs and buy at the lows Awesome, Johnny,
0: and that's a perfect segue into our Andrew Cashflow segment because, Andrew Cashflow, we are preparing for so many upgrades in September, whether it's the Flare Network launch, we've got the Vasil fork with Cardano, and we've got the merge with Ethereum. What are some of the things that you're anticipating? And overall, are you anticipating a bullish or a bearish month of September?
3: Actually, if uh, two things. When I look to the Bitcoin charts uh, chart currently, I expect a breakout, either a breakout too below or a breakout up so what you see is a flag pattern for the last seven eight nine days so that that will promise something so it's exciting to see it doesn't matter which way it goes if it goes up i'm happy if it goes down i'm happy because i can uh, accumulate more that's one the other thing i'm watching at the moment is the quicksilver airdrop that is a new coin a new project which will be airdropped for atom osmo juno stakers and stars stakers and it is a liquid staking protocol that means you can stake coins there on the platform and then the staked coins normally they are blocked and and, and staked and, and locked up but then you can trade your staked coin staked coins again and you can yeah trade them with with some with somebody else so that is is so. it's a genius concept what they are doing there. Also on the on the osmosis platform, there are already uh, possibilities. But this is just again a next step. It's called the uh, quicksilver airdrop. So uh, Andrew, do you do you, have,
2: you have to have all three staked? Um, do you have no, to have Juno osmosis no. or okay? So if you have like um, Adam and and a, uh, Adam and osmosis stake, you still qualify for the airdrop?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I, it's not totally clear yet. Uh, I expect the most at them. Osmo has something else uh, still need to be, uh, be done. So, an airdrop based on Osmo staking is maybe uh, a little bit later that the airdrop will, uh, will arrive. But uh, for sure, it will be, uh, or for sure, it's highly uh, probable that the stars stakers will, will, uh, will get some and, and Juno stakers.
0: Very cool. interesting. Thank you, Andrew Cashflow. And we got 122 live listeners joining us on this Monday. Show us some love, smash that like button. We're about to dive into our first article. And of course, it's about the Cardano upgrade as Cardano founder Charles Hoskinson announced that September 22nd is the date for Cardano's Vasil Fork launch three months after the initial target date. But that is standard for this industry as typically they delay these things. So Cardano is set to launch on September 22nd as the date for the Vasil Fork name net upgrade. The hard fork was originally scheduled for June of this year and has been rescheduled twice. Three necessary critical mass indicators have been reached. Number one is that 75% of the main next blocks created by the final Vasil node candidate. Two, approximately 25 exchanges upgraded, which is 80% of ADA's liquidity. And three, the top 10 ADA dApps are now upgraded and confirmed, ready to launch on this new mainnet upgrade. The top 12 exchanges on the planet are getting ready for launch. Upbit, Coinbase, and HBIT are in progress, while Binance is nearly there, and Bitrue and Mexi are ready for launch on the, on the Cardano hard fork. I want to kick it around the group real quick before we dive into the details. What are you guys anticipating from a price action standpoint, right? Everyone's getting excited about this move because they think they're going to make some money. Let's start off with Gonzo. What are you anticipating?
2: You know, I, I'm not sure because I'm a longtime holder of Cardano, so any like uh, price action we get, I, I'm not going to sell out of my position. Just I'm holding it. You know, I, I more looked at. I watched the uh, uh, the interview with Hoskin. You know how he does his his podcast. And and this is huge as far as the Cardano blockchain, right? Because it's making it highly uh, more scalable, right? And then uh, while still keeping it secure. Um, and, and then what it's bringing is stable coins and then the dexes, right? Because right now they have Sunday Swap, but it's really slow. So all this is for me. It's bullish for Cardano overall, because it's bringing um, scalability um, while still keeping its security and it's growing the ecosystem, right? I think you talked about there's about a thousand projects that are currently being developed on Cardano. So I'm a long-term holder. So that's the way I'm looking at it.
0: Thanks, Gonzo. And we got a really cool comment from one of our listeners, Nathan, who said, are we watching, I don't know how to pronounce it, Cypherium working with the digital dollar program? Yes, we are. We covered this on our episode on Friday. This is actually a partner of Chainlink and they've got multiple partners, whether it's Microsoft Google, IBM, tons of people working on the overledger protocol. But to get back to the Cardano news, Johnny Crypto, you are the Italian selling, but you're also the king of the ADA army. What are some of the things that you're watching with the Basil Hard Fork, and do you think it's going to be a scaling solution for Cardano?
1: Well, I don't know if I'm the king of the ADA. I'm sure there's bigger whales out there than me, but certainly I always loved and appreciated Cardano and the approach they took, the very methodical, slow approach to being able to develop a technology. And I think that's why you're going to see them be one of the leaders in the future in smart contracts i think they'll coexist with ethereum and i think this is just one of the ways to get there they're adding scalability right which is so important i mean without that you can't go anywhere right servicing 10 people is pointless you have to be able to service the whole nation so they're working on being able to get there through slow methodical releases so i'm excited about that from a price action perspective i'll be honest with you i still think right now because we're so early this is more one of those cases where it's kind of You know, sell the news. And the reality is it really didn't get much of a pump during by the rumor. If you you think about it, we're sitting in the 40s or 50s. I was kind of disappointed. I actually thought we would have gotten more leading up to it and we're not. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be the reverse action. Maybe because we didn't get a pump leading up to the news, maybe the news will be the pump. It'll be really interesting to see. It'll be reversed from what you normally see. But it just it didn't move much. It's kind of just holding in that 40-50 zone for a long time, what I would call an accumulation period. So maybe they're just getting ready to flip the switch on this one. We'll have to wait and see. But like Gonzo said, I don't care. It ain't 2025, it ain't 2028, it ain't 2030 yet. I ain't selling for a while. It doesn't matter to me. I'm a long-term holder in all these technologies.
0: And as a long-term investor, clearly this is an upgrade for the network, and clearly it's going to bring more inv- more developers and investors onto this blockchain, which is really exciting for all the Cardano holders out there. We have a statement from Charles Hoskins, the CEO of the Cardano Project, that stated, we started and knew that over time we could get to what Ethereum has done, but we understood that a roadmap to get there, there's a lot of things on the horizon, especially in 2023. On this channel, we always reference 2023 as the year of institutional adoption Andrew Cashflow, we do that for good reason, but what does this article mean to you? And are you anticipating anything from the Basil fork?
3: Yeah, what, what's good is that uh, they reduce the transaction costs and they, uh, they increase the scaling cap- capabilities. You know, that, that that's always good. But I was just looking at the chart and if we are waiting for a pump or whatever, I would like to see the all-time high that we had in, uh, in, when was it? It was in uh, October uh, 21, which was, three dollars and eleven cents so and now we are at uh, 49 cents so that is an 8x so if we ever go back to 8x we make a lot of money and you know and that's also how you you should see it in the next in the next board and this is really a profitable project yeah you can make you can set your exit plan it's now time to accumulate and to buy if you believe in the project don't spend too much money you know how much uh, Johnny two. Two, I would say anywhere from two, two to five hundred dollars.
1: No, 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 no. It's two to five hundred dollars. We got to get the accent
3: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> that is a terrible impersonation of him. It's
3: really bad. You know. And <laughs> I'm if glad you called him out, Gonzo. <laughs> two to five hundred dollars goes later, maybe in, in in two, three years, four years, goes ten x, you know, or 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 fifty x or hundred x. You make so much money. And that's why you should invest in several projects. And 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 some of them will go to the moon. And then you're 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 willing to or you're ready to take your profits. Most definitely, Andrew.
0: And one of the things that catches my attention about this Cardano price chart is if you look what happened during 2020, just before the bull run, we started off at three cents. And in just 12 months, we went from three cents to just below three dollars. So when we get back into a bull market. We're talking about some explosive price action that could happen from this move. And we're going to continue to keep an eye on that. But we have so much news for today. I'd love to roll into our next article, which is actually a tweet. I'd love to get Johnny Crypto's opinion on. So this tweet is talking about where the market sentiment is today for the overall markets. And it says, here's why the markets have turned into an all news is a bad news situation. So when we get good news, it means that rate hikes are coming from the Fed and you should sell your stocks. If we get neutral news, it means the Fed can remain hawkish and you should sell your stocks. And if we get bad news, it means we're in a recession, which, of course, means you should sell your stocks. Johnny Crypto, do you truly believe this is the situation we're in? And if so, how should a regular retail investor operate?
1: You know, that's actually a a great tweet. And there are points in time when you go through the cycle where that's exactly what what happens. No matter what you do, all the news points to bad, even when it's good. So there, there are things that, unfortunately, um, there is some truth to this tweet, believe it or not. And, and it's really funny because then it actually flips. And then there's other days or, or other time periods where all bad news actually results in good in good situations because I've lived through these. Um, so, yeah, right now we are in this kind of a phase. It's like no matter what you do, because here's the problem. The Fed ain't printing. That's the bottom line. If the Fed ain't printing, there's not a lot of liquidity and nobody's happy. Everybody's happy when more money's flowing into their pockets, right? And that typically happens when the Fed is printing. And we're probably not going to see the Fed print for a while now because, well, they just printed a shit ton. So I think it's going to be a while before we, we get all happy. Guess what? Might be like around 2025. And guess what else is happening in 2025? Crypto adoption, baby. And ISO protocols.
0: We are going to see the banking system go from fiat to digital. And that's all set to happen before 2025. We got over 140 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to dive into some news from billionaire David Rubenstein, who's historically been a massive crypto critic, is now bullish on the markets. And we're going to break down why. Billionaire David Rubenstein is bullish on crypto and optimistic about regulation. He shared his outlook on the cryptocurrency overview with an interview with CNBC on Thursday. David Rubenstein stated, I'm bullish in the sense that I think the greatest fortunes are made when people are going against conventional wisdom. Who knows where crypto is going to be? But right now, crypto has been beaten down dramatically, not just because crypto itself, but he's invested personally in the companies that are building the infrastructure of the cryptocurrency market. Rubenstein later stressed that in time, he thinks the industry is not going to go away. And in April, he revealed that he changed his sentiment, stating he's now bullish on crypto because we are massively undervalued. So this is really optimistic news. I'd love to start with Andrew Cashflow this morning. Andrew, billionaire David Rubenstein, he's a historic critic of cryptocurrency. He's called it a Ponzi scheme. He said it was destined to fail. Well, now he's actually investing in cryptocurrencies and purchasing the infrastructure, running things underneath. What does that mean to you, Cashflow?
3: Yeah, I'm actually a little bit surprised that he does it so so in, in the open that he is now promoting uh, cryptocurrencies. Because if you would, uh, yeah, uh, approach the, the red, red sneak weasel uh, approach then you would say they would say uh, yeah sell it sell it so that they can buy even cheaper so for me it's a weird story but on the other hand i think he's right you know it is absolutely cheap at the moment and it is at the moment it is uh yeah ready to to buy to buy more and to accumulate so uh yeah you know and it also contributes to the to the adoption of crypto and that that's good good for all of us
0: Gonzo, we always talk about how we do as they do and not as they say. Well, he's telling us he's buying cryptocurrency, so apparently that's what he's doing. What does this article mean to you? And let's go back to what we had our, in our interview with Mark Yusko back in just a few weeks ago. He said that in June we experienced our market bottom for Bitcoin of seventeen thousand five hundred dollars. Do you believe that to be the case as well? Um, you know, uh, I'm still I'm still leaning towards no
2: that the bottom is not in yet, right? Um, I'm still leaning towards um, what's going to happen in October with the eclipses, the partial solar eclipse, and then in November, just because of history and what we've seen in the past, right? So I'm going to lean towards that. But, you know, I'm going to keep an open mind, right? I've already started accumulating. So if that was the bottom and we go up from here, then, then I've accumulated, right? And that's why the DCA strategy is so important because you keep an open mind. I have money on the side. If we go down to those levels that they keep talking about, where Bitcoin hits ten to 14,000 and it drains the alt and some of them go away, then I'll go in heavy, right? I'm going in every two weeks now, but I'll just go in heavier if we go down. If we don't and we go back up, then, then I have my positions, right? And so um, I think it just comes to a point where you just have to pick a spot and then continue to DCA, right? Whatever that number is for you, if it's maybe when Bitcoin is below uh, 20,000 or 19,000, 18,000, whatever that is just make sure that you have a plan and then you're trading your plan that you're not just guessing. Right. Cause that's usually when you get wrecked. Um, and as far as the story um, you know, like I say, you got to keep an open mind. Maybe uh, he's finally realizing like the value and not listening to all the hype. And maybe he finally did his research because we find that right. A lot of people get turned because they think it, it, it's a scam or they think it's a Ponzi scheme or they think it's for criminals. And then they do research and they realize that that's not what the case is. And so maybe that's what's going on.
0: I completely agree, Gonzo, and this is all going to play out in the next 24 months, which is really exciting for investors like us who have already built our portfolios. We're going to experience maximum price gains over these next three years, and it's really exciting that our community is going to do it together. But there's one more quote I want to read before we go to Johnny Crypto. Uh, Billionaire David Rubenstein, in regards to regulation, members of Congress are not going to push to regulate this industry unduly. The crypto contingency is very strong in Congress and they tend to be Republican, libertarian, and they're very willing to spend money on lobbying. What he's saying is that people who are in the crypto industry are also lobbying politicians to get us some great legislation that's going to allow these technologies to thrive. Not only do you believe him, Johnny, but what do you anticipate from a regulation standpoint?
1: Well, what I think is if we end up with a Republican president in Congress, that's when you're really going to see the floodgates probably of regulation (laughs) open up in Congress and get some regulation that, you know, I guess I would say probably a simpler push to get it through. Whereas right now, you know, we have a, we may have a mixed Congress after the election. We'll have to see what happens. Very interesting. But what's really important in that article, what he talks about in there, that's crucial. I think the key point, and I just want to drive it home. You might've even mentioned it is that he's not investing in cryptocurrencies. If you read his document, the document he's investing in cryptocurrency companies and, and the companies that are like a Ripple or Dapper Labs or things like that. What I'd love to get our hands on is a list of the companies that he's actually investing in. Because I think that's really crucial here in a telltale sign that while we you know are in cryptocurrencies, and I think that's also gonna have a boom, the real sustainable long path, like owning a company like Amazon that's gonna be driving the future, is is what you're seeing here. The kind of things that i think they're talking about so that's the interesting thing is these companies start to come out it's what are the key companies that these guys are investing in that when we say do what they do that's what you want to be doing
0: Thank you, Johnny Crypto. And we're about to dive into our Hedera Hashgraph news for today. But first of all, we got 149 live listeners. Show us some love. You are joining us on this Labor Day. Smash that like button. We're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics. And we know for the HBAR army, you're going to be excited about this one as LG picks the lesser-known Hedera blockchain for its television NFTs. The consumer electronics company, which served as the Hedera's governing council since 2020, is bringing NFTs to television screens through a platform built on the Hedera network. So another consumer electronics company is taking NFTs to television screens worldwide as Korean-based LG is releasing non-fungible token marketplace called LG Art Lab that plugs into the Hedera network, which is supported by LG. Television owners with sets updated to LG's most recent software will be able to buy, sell, and showcase their Hedera NFTs from their TV screens. LG strides into the NFT space following Samsung's release of an NFT marketplace, on three of its TVs supported by Nifty Gateway. Users can now purchase assets by scanning a QR code and connecting their digital wallets to their TV screen. The platform aims to make NFTs accessible for users looking to step into the space. And here's what's really exciting. The Hedera NFT marketplace right now only does about $36,000 of trading volume per day, where Ethereum is doing nearly $330 million on OpenSea. The floodgates are so far from opening, but when you read a story like this, This is why people are excited about Hedera, and it doesn't even talk about their use cases with central bank digital currencies. I'd love to start off with Gonzo. Gonzo, when I'm reading this article and we talk about the connections that Hedera has, their governing council is far above the rest. And I'm showing our listeners a group here, Google, IBM, Boeing, many of the largest companies on the planet are planning on building on Hedera. What does that mean to you and the fact that NFTs, well, they're going to be launched worldwide?
2: You know, um, I go back to, there was an interview with um, the founder when they first talked about that they were um, releasing the patent and they were going to do open source, right? And it was a big move for Hedera. And they couldn't really comment because they had um, all these companies that were starting to go on the governance council. And And the assumption that we made as investor is, are they going to start leveraging those relationships? And right here, you can see, that's exactly what they're starting to do now. As they As they add more companies, and now they're being more selective about the relationships on the governance council, it's with that mindset that they're going to leverage the relationship. And it just makes me super bullish on Hedera, right? I mean, this is huge. It's bringing NFT to the masses, right? Um, Because a lot of people don't know what NFTs are. They're confused. They think it's just a monkey picture or stuff like that. And they can be a lot of different things, but it's getting the masses used to NFTs and putting it right there on, on a piece of a device. That's, that's in your home, right? It's in your living room that you walk by every day. But more than anything, what I look at is that um, Hedera is now leveraging those relationships from their governance council. and just makes me super bullish.
0: And I do think it's worth noting that when we had BitBoy Crypto on the show last week, he spoke and he said that he had inside sources working with mm-hmm. Hedera that stated, if we knew what Hedera was building, we wouldn't be purchasing any other cryptocurrency. Andrew Cashflow, what does this article mean to you?
3: yeah you know i see so many opportunities so now now that you that the television uh uh manufacturer uh, makes it possible to show nfts on the screen because that's what it is it's showing on the screen so first i was thinking what are they showing there but you can show everything from from nice pictures and diagrams but also concert tickets and and all kind of art. because nfts is not only uh, uh, uh yeah uh, uh, jpeg uh, uh pictures with with uh with, with uh, that look like that, that looks nice and it was from, uh, from from maybe 20 years ago but it is also contract so in in such a case and your house is for example uh, tokenized or, or 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 building is tokenized you can also show that on your tv screen you can share it with others because else you all have to look mm, so on your screen now you can say okay I will just connect with my TV and I show you what I have. So this also gives so much more um, um yeah community kind of, of, of possibilities to show together things. So here I see I see uh, uh IBM, I see Boeing here. The plane tickets can be shown. So I check my plane ticket on the screen together with the family or or together with my business partner or so it's it's no, many. Yeah, most of the people have no idea what the possibilities is, and that's the same as we had no idea when Facebook came out, and we thought, "What can we do with Facebook?" You know, or what can we do with other uh, major companies? Now, see what's happening now, and this will be the future of NFTs. It's so big. There are applications, uh, killing applications. We cannot even think about what will what will come in in three, four, five to ten years. So. Uh-huh. Enthusiastic, totally enthusiastic about this.
0: So much exciting stuff is happening with Hedera, not just with the governing council, which we are showing our listeners, but Johnny Crypto. We talk about how Hedera is doing some of the largest CBDC solutions in the market today. We've actually got the largest oil supplier in Africa rumored to be building on Hedera's network to create a digital marketplace for their products. But the limit, there really seems to be no limits. What are some of the things that stick out to you about Hedera, Johnny? And what do you think about the governing council? We got Google, Boeing, IBM, and I can only imagine more behind the scenes.
1: I mean, the list is very impressive with the the people behind it. But what this really, really says to me, and you're going to laugh. I'm taking this someplace else. But this really says to me that uh, technologies like Quant and Chainlink are super important. Because what I'm seeing happening here. Is segmentation, right? So so pull that list back up again. You've got that those companies, right? So I think it was LG, right? LG just picked them and Google's gonna be working with them. And so they're gonna you have big companies that are gonna back them, right? But then you're gonna have other big companies backing other technologies. Um, and so now you're gonna have a silo of all these different companies backing all these different technologies. So who's gonna win? cuz you know if one you know these guys are using this technology and somebody else might be using you know hbars competitors and something has to tie all these things together to make the whole system work and so that's why I'm really excited about things like quant and chainlink cuz that's those are going to be the real winners in the long run um, but this is exciting hbar if you're hbar holder i am for full disclosure yeah exactly someone's going to bring it together and that's where the real real money is uh, or where the real solutions are but when you look at this from an investment perspective, H-Bar is one of those horses I want in the race. I already have some. And I like the fact that they have a max supply of 50, 50, uh, 50 billion coins. So that's it. We'll never see more than that. So for it to achieve a $1 price, you need about a $50 billion market cap, which isn't inconceivable. In fact, it was around 50 cents uh, in the pump, and we only had 21 million coins. So it was about a billion dollars. But you know, it has that potential to go higher in the next bull run. I agree. I think, and Bitcoin might know something too. So this one's very really exciting.
0: Gonzo, one more thing I want to mention for our listeners is this project, which is called MTech, where they are building a solution for central bank digital currencies to communicate with one another from the Caribbean to Europe to Asia and Africa. And do you know what blockchain they're building on, Gonzo? that would be Hedera Hashgraph. Another yeah. thing that really sticks out to me here is not only the fact that Hedera is Google, has ties to Google, but if you look at this partnership, Hedera's partnered with Microsoft to build a central bank digital currency solution. The ties are there. What are you watching, Gonzo? Why don't you close us out?
2: Yeah, I mean, th- when you look at the governance council, they're leaders in their industry, right? And, that, and so these guys are putting their hands into a lot of different fields, right? There's Boeing, there's Google, Microsoft. Some of those are, um, there's, I forgot what the name of the bank is, but there's a huge finance aspect to one of the companies in the, but it just goes to show that they're just building relationships. And like Johnny always harps on, it's about networking and relationships. So I think they're positioning themselves, but Johnny's spot on. When, you, when we talk about like agnostic blockchains or blockchains that are going to connect other blockchains, you're talking about quant that's going to do it in the financial world. And then you've got link, right chain link, that's going to do it with the data in the other world. So, um, yeah.
0: Johnny Crypto, really quickly, I want you to comment on this fact here. Quant will tie all ISO tokens together and allow these products to communicate with one another. We talk about these tokens every single day on our channel. And somebody asked me, what kind of news channel do you consider yourself to be? I think we focus mostly on utility tokens. All we talk about is real-world use cases. And this is another example of that. Why don't you talk about the utility Quant provides connecting these blockchains to one another and allowing them to communicate?
1: You know, with their overledger, I think that's really the, 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 the solution. I talk about this all the time, and so for any new listeners, you know, TCPIP is kind of the language or, or standard that brought the the Internet and the email system together so that the whole world could talk to each other. And that's a similar type of situation that I think Quant is going to bring uh, to the financial system. We're going to see – something has to – they have to have a common language for these systems to work, right, and be, be real. So to me, that's what I believe Quant is going to be doing for us. It's really exciting. And the relationships that they're starting to build, and if you look at the relationships that Quant uh, – Gilbert, I think Gilbert's his name. And Abs, you and I were talking about this. He worked for the Federal Reserve. He worked on certain boards. This guy has deep connections. You know what,
0: Johnny? The... Keep talking because I'm going to pull up his background really quick for our listeners. Yeah. And then we'll dive in. Go... I have a video prepared, too, that's showing CBDCs are about to go live on Quant in 2023.
1: Hey, there you go, right? So, so uh, the relationships are, I always say, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So you got those connections. You've got a great technology. And it's really a matter of just being in the right position to understand what the unmet need is and then bringing a solution, right? So Gilbert saw that. He worked in the payment system in, in the Federal Reserve. He understood what was coming. He understood where there were going to be gaps, and he created and brought forward this proposal of, of, of the quant uh, standard that's going to then fill all those gaps. It's just brilliant, and uh, I'm really, really excited about it. I'm happy to say I have it in my bag. I wish I had more in my bags than I have, but uh, having you know, not having quant in your bags – If you're starting out in cryptocurrency right now, we're not financial advisors. We're not financial advisors. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I will tell you, go research quant. Go look at it. When you're done, let me know if you decide not to invest in it, why I would love to hear that that thought process.
0: Guys, and we're doing a little deep dive right on air for you. So if you're enjoying this content, show us some love, smash that like button. This is some of the important and impactful information. And when we talk about the connections to the Federal Reserve, Gilbert Verdunen, who is the CEO of Quant Networks, built to facilitate all the payments through Quant's network. Well, he was actually a member of the Federal Reserve Secure Payments Task Force from 2017 to 2018. This is one of the best connections we could bring for you guys. Johnny Crypto, close us out on the Quant content. Then we're going to show our listeners how CBDCs, well, they're coming in 2023.
1: This is what we do here, folks. This is why you come and you watch the show because we do the deep dive. We do the research. We try to bring it to you so you don't have to. We try to make those connections and tie it all together to see where it's going. It's just all about you know our listeners and bringing it to them. And, you know, speaking of the listeners, there's a question that came up, Abs, that I think really warrants a little discussion from us. And this question is so important. Will the Ripple lawsuit provide, this is a great question, from The Rock. Hey, I didn't know we had The Rock paying attention to our show. If you smell, I don't know if it's that Rock. But anyway. <laughs> what was well, that, Johnny? <laughs> uh, if you watch wrestling, you know what that is. All the wrestling fans will know what that is. But will the Ripple lawsuit provide clarity for all other cryptos if there's set, if there's a settlement or do they have to win? So this is important. So, guys, understand that whenever there's a lawsuit, it's there to answer a certain question. And you'll get an answer to that question, right? And in this particular case, the question was back in 2013, the way Ripple launched a product, you know, was that considered a security or a... Um, uh oh, my god, I'm losing the word. Uh, uh, god, anyway, a security or not, precedent. Security, right? or Say, precedent? Or a, were you looking for the word precedent? Uh, no, a security or a commodity, yeah, that's it. It was just oh right. And so, we're gonna get an answer to the way they operated back then and the way they launched it. But getting uh, regulatory clarity on the whole cryptocurrency market, this, this is gonna be a freaking huge law or document on. What are all the criteria to do that? So we'll get some precedent if the case gets settled as to what that answer is to that one particular question. But is that going to provide full clarity throughout the entire market? I don't necessarily believe so because there's too many guiding uh, criteria. Of what is you know what does finds it as a security or not a security or where it's going to be regulated by? So I don't think we're going to get the kind of answer everybody thinks. But I'd love to hear you know Gonzo's thought or the rest of the team, my Andrew's thought. Uh, Do you guys think that that one suit is going to bring full clarity to the industry?
2: If they settle, not to the whole market like people think, but what it will do is for cryptos that are very, very similar set up to XRP, they will now be able to argue. So if the SEC comes out to them, they're going to fall back on the decisions that were made in the XRP case. But if they're not set up like XRP, then it doesn't give it clarity. So, really, what the market wants or like what investors want is for XRP to win the case outright, right? But, like I've said this before, Brad Garlinghouse doesn't really, and I'm not, I haven't talked to him, but I'm just thinking as a businessman and what he's doing with Ripple, his job isn't to get clarity for the market. His job is to get clarity for XRP, right? Because that's his responsibility. Correct. And so, if he can get that through a settlement and he gets everything that he wants, through a settlement, then they probably do that, right? Because they want to end this thing as quickly as possible so they can start expanding in the U S. So it's not like he's sitting there saying, well, I'm going to fix, I'm going to get regulation for the whole crypto market. No, he wants to get clarity for XRP. And if that's through a settlement, they'll do it through a settlement. If it's going all the way, then it's going all the way.
1: Yes, Johnny yep. Crypto,
0: and we're showing our listeners a price chart for XRP. And I love this saying, show me the chart and I'll tell you the news. Well, when I look at the XRP price chart, it appears that in November of this year, we are due for a breakout. Not only is the RSI historically low, but we are way, way below our 21-week moving average. It seems that XRP has tons of optimistic news every single day, but yet the price, it's been in the dumps. One of the things that we always talk about on our channel is how XRP is going to have real use case implementation. And at that point, That's when we'll see price appreciation. So up until then, don't expect anything too big from XRP when it comes to price action. But we got 166 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to show you a video of how Quant Network is planning on incorporating central bank digital currencies starting in 2023. We're going to let the short clip play and get comments from the group. Here we go.
1: Antiquated methods of of settlement and and payment rails. Having digital assets really enables... The growth of that economy and the cross-border flow of, of money and trade across
2: those those twelve countries initially, and then and then we're, we're connecting that up to the US. So we've seen the practical benefit of a retail CBDC to the end user, to the to the to the end business, um, having access to real-time settlement, real-time money, and and cross-border flows, which they never had a, a year or two ago. And and the work that we're doing is actually going live in in
1: 2023 uh, across across Latin America.
0: How amazing is that, Johnny Crypto? Not only are they creating these solutions, but we talk about on our channel how 2023 is the year of institutional adoption. Well, it might just be the year of central bank digital currencies. What does that mean to you? How do you feel about the CEO talking about the real use cases of central bank digital currencies on quant?
1: I mean, I think that it's telling right there. I don't know what else to have to say is we know that the... um, the cbdc is coming we know that there's going to be advantages and disadvantages to it and we know that it has to get it needs certain different types of standards and blockchains behind it to operate and function and what we're trying to figure out here is which ones of those uh, races horses we want to have in the race and i don't know all of them but the iso 20,022 is a good place to start and the overledger that's going to guide the provide guiding principles to them. You know, everybody gets confused and thinks quant's a blockchain. It's not, it's not a blockchain. It's real value is in the communication system and tying everything together. That's where the value is. And it's good. And and the way they've designed the system is it you're incentivized to use the quant cryptocurrency to be able to operate the system. And that's where they're going to drive, you know, value to the actual cryptocurrency itself. So for me, again, I'm excited. It's one of those that um, I'm going to put in my, in my, bags for sure and carry that one with me because i think that's going to have a big play long term
0: quant uh, sorry gonzo 87 percent of the circulating supply for quant is within the market today but there's only 14.6 million tokens in circulation for that project that is insanely small when we talk about projects like ripple and hedera they have market caps or tokens of 100 billion xrp tokens there's 50 billion hbar tokens but when you talk about quant there's 14.6 million tokens so the upside potential is massive what does that mean to you gonzo
2: um, it also means that there's also a downside for potential right and so all you got to do is if you want to see like what levels you should maybe wait for if you're going to wait if you're not going to start DCAing now is just look at the history right look at when bitcoin was at 175 what quant did what did it get down to like $50 $40 something dollars right mm-hmm. and so yeah. when i look at the charts that's a pretty good level so you could know if bitcoin drops to 175 or lower quant's coming down right and so, if you want to wait to start DCAing, or you could start DCAing a little bit now and then all the way down, right? Just in case Bitcoin doesn't go to 17.5 again or below 17.5, um, I, I would say anything below 100 to do a little bit of a DCA. But um, definitely, what I'm waiting for is to get back down to that 17.5 so that when quant comes down to whatever it com- comes down to, I could start buying bigger chunks.
0: Also, another thing that's worth noting, it's the same story as the Cardano price chart. When you look at what Quant did during our last bull market, if you purchased this thing at the beginning of 2021, it was only $12, and then you waited just nine months, you were holding a token worth just below $400. So you got a 40X on your investment in less than one year's time. Johnny Crypto, actually, let's go to Andrew Cashflow. Andrew Cashflow, why don't you close us out here? What are some of your thoughts on Quant and the overall potential this thing has within the banking system? Oh, you're on mute. am uh, mute button,
3: Andrew. I'm actually not so well educated as you guys all are, are about quant, but I can tell you, I already own quant since uh, yeah a long time. <laughs> unfortunately, I saw it going up, and unfortunately, I saw it going down. So uh, that was uh, not good for with my strategy. But but now I'm yeah, I, I'm I have a pretty good position, and uh, we will see what happens, you know. And I still think. We need another 12 to 24 months before we see the next bull run, and we can we can make our each other very crazy and say, oh, it goes up and down and up and down. I was just be patient, you know. Have your entry strategy ready, your exit strategy ready, and just just buy just buy the dip. And if you're not sure, I was just thinking about because we talked a lot about utility. Um, if you do your analysis, you know I like to educate a little bit. If you do your analysis, your fundamental analysis for uh, for crypto. We spoke a lot about team and partners. Very important. Do your research there. Uh, look at to- tokenomics, especially market cap, fully diluted market cap, circulating supply and max supply is important. Utility. Does it solve a pro- problem? Yes or no? Read the white paper and then last but not least, Look at the social sentiment because social sentiment can pump a coin, but it can also dump a coin. And it doesn't change anything about the quality of a coin, it's just social sentiment. So so have your yeah, your your your, your thoughts in a row and, and make sure you are not acting on social sentiment. You know, we also thought that 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 with, with this new work, uh ADA uh hard fork that ADA would go up we don't see it happening so you know you you can't you can't say it but just do i i like I'm i'm a fan of investing emotionless and i try to listen as less as possible to all those news and items in short term because then you are not an investor you are a trader and if you trade okay you look watch the news but if you are an investor and a long time holder Close yourself off a little bit from the news and just watch what, what I said. Team partners, tokenomics, utility, and close yourself off a little bit from social sentiment.
0: That's beautiful, Andrew, and that's why we always cover Ripple XRP on this channel. Not because we believe it has the largest use case, but the fact that what you talked about, whether it's the connections, the ties, the social sentiment, XRP really has it all. And our next video is talking about how XRP, well, it was built to go after all the money. So do not forget that. All the money was built to go onto the XRPL. We're going to let this short clip play and get some comments from the group. Here we go.
3: I let Some people have heard me say this before, but I'll throw it out to the audience. What is Interledger's total addressable market size? all the money. (laughs) Nobody wanted to, nobody wanted to feed it. Um, yeah, it's all the money because what we're really talking about with this idea of the internet of value is creating a single global payment network that connects literally everyone.
0: And that's what we're talking about. We are talking about the internet of finance. And that's why when we talk about creating generational wealth, this is the best time in history to do so. We are creating the payment rails for the new financial system. And in 20 years, the kids who are growing up today, they're not going to talk about how centralized digital currencies are a negative thing. They're just going to know that as cash. But I want to start off with Johnny Crypto. We talk about how XRP has the most potential, and this is why. They're creating a single opal global payment corridor that connects everyone on the planet. What does that mean to you, Johnny K.?
1: Well, it's huge. I mean, when you look at all the money, I think I saw a number and it was, uh, I'm going to mess this up. I don't remember the exact number, but it was in the quadrillions. If you add up the total valuations of everything possible and you think about tokenization, but just the, so that, and and the derivatives market was the biggest. It was like a half. I was just
0: going to say the derivatives market does over two quadrillion in total volume per year.
1: Yes, it's, it's it's humongous. So the so once um, we start getting into the this market, it's game over for whichever. And that's why, like the way I look at it is, it doesn't matter if XRP isn't, for example, the single chosen one because I don't think there's going to be a chosen one for a while. I think there's going to be a coexist. the world's too big. There's too many different moving pieces for for let's say example one exact one system to do it all this early on. like maybe 30, 20 50, maybe it'll be one system. but until we get there for all of us who are kind of looking for the next five ten year time frame, I think you're going to see a coexistence of systems operating to capture this market, all the money. and and regardless, it's such a large size of prize that even if ripple gets or XRP gets 10 or 20 or 30 percent of it, it's going to be significant it's significant and it's going to be life-changing to people like us who are invested in it. Gonzo, we're
0: going to play a video from somebody who works at the Federal Reserve stating that CBDCs, they're not a solution. They're actually a form of control, but XRP is building some of the best solutions out there. So let me ask you something real honest, Gonzo. Would you want CBDCs to be rolled out on the XRPL? Because people like us, we would directly profit, but the rest of humanity, well, they would pretty much be enslaved. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, so, that's that's right. a, I'm going to call, my, call myself yeah. out there. That was not a great question. Okay. That was, not a no, great
2: question. Know, I, I'm going to, so we're going to be honest, right? We're, I, I'm here to, to make, to gain financial freedom for, for, for me, for my family, for our community. Right. So I, I'm going to lean towards that. Um, you know, you could try to wake up as many people as possible, but like, when I talk about this at work, I get made fun of, so I don't bring it up people now come up to me cuz they know that I'm into this and they the show and everything and they'll come up and ask me questions and I always answer questions right and I always tell them what my thoughts are but i at first when i when i was waking up to this i was trying to wake up other people and they literally laughed at me right and so i was like why am i going to say anything to them right they they're doing their thing but if people come and ask me for help i'm always going to give them help even if they were laughing at me previously if now they come to me and say, hey, can you tell me about this? I'll always help them out. But that's what we're here for, right? And so that's what I'm going to lean towards.
1: You know, I just want to build on that, Gonzo. You are so right. You know, I've been talking about this <clears throat> for a couple of years now to to friends and family. I have friends that work in the stock market and literally making fun of me. Like, ha, you're in, you're in crypto. That's a scam. It's a Ponzi scheme. That's a joke. What the hell are you doing? This was like a year or two years ago. And now those same people are calling me now saying, Hey, Johnny, what are those cryptos you're invested in? Can you actually tell me which ones are that right there tells me that the world is changing? We're heading there because you've got people that were like calling us jokers, laughing at us, making fun of us, right? Or all of a sudden have heard something someplace else from somebody else. And then they're going, oh, maybe my buddy wasn't crazy after all, right? They're because and it because and that it takes a lot to convince somebody. And if you're seeing it and I'm seeing it, that means, you know, they are seeing something significant is changing. And, you know, Yusko said it best. First, they make fun of you. Then they fight you. And then third, they join you, right? And we're in the fight you stage right now, as Yusko says. But eventually, we'll get to them, to join you stage. And, oh, God, oh, baby, when we get to the join you stage, that's when things go your fork, And that's when you want to make sure you have Merlin. Sorry, that was a cheap plug. The link is below. Don't forget to go sign up for your 30-day trial. Awesome, guys. If you're looking for that Merlin link, it is listed (laughs) down below. Johnny,
2: you know what? It's funny that he brings up Merlin because I actually was going to bring up Merlin when we were talking about the necessity thing because if you hear the story of Merlin, it came out of like a necessity, right? Like we saw, like Johnny saw that there was a need in the space because the portfolio apps didn't do everything. So why not create the app yourself, right? That's how it kind of all got started, so...
0: At the end of the day, we trust in Johnny K. And if you want to trust your exit strategy, the best place to do so is Merlin. But we're about to show you guys a list, a video of the Federal Reserve chairman talking about how real use cases with the central bank digital currencies may be a complete lie. So we're going to let this short one minute clip play, then get some comments from the group. Here we go.
2: I'm pretty skeptical. I keep asking anybody, anybody at the Fed or outside of the Fed to explain to me what problem this is solving. I can send anybody in this room $5 with Venmo right now, right? No, seriously. So what is it that a CBDC could do that Venmo can't do? And all I get is a bunch of hand-waving. I get a bunch, well, maybe it's better for financial inclusion. Maybe it's better for cross-border remittances. Maybe. Is there any evidence that it is? And, you know, they say, well, what about China? China's doing it. Well, I can see why China would do it. If they want to monitor every one of your transactions, you could do that with the central bank digital currency. You can't do that with Venmo. If you want to impose negative interest rates, you could do that with the central bank digital currency. You can't do that with Venmo. And if you want to directly tax customer accounts, you could do that with the central bank digital currency. You can't do that with Venmo. But I get why China would be interested.
0: I love the honesty here. The fact that this guy's telling us how it is, is extremely rare and it's almost misleading. We never get examples of this. People who are working at the Federal Reserve telling us, listen, CBDCs, they're coming, but they're coming as a form of control. I'd love to start off with Johnny and then kick it around the group. Johnny, what do you think about central bank digital currencies? We're getting an honest take from somebody who has real swing at the federal reserve. What does that mean to you, Johnny?
1: I mean, it's, it's, it's wonderful to get that honesty, integrity. That man has a lot. I don't know. I, that man has, he's at the opposite of the RSW uh, guide. He is full of honesty, integrity, and it's great to see him come out and suggest, you know, Hey, He's showing you and telling you what the, the negative downsides could be. Now, the World Economic Forum did come out with a document. I think we're going to get into it. And it talked about kind of the upside. And so the reality is this. With any technology, and I know this, I'm in technology, it's always a double-edged sword, right? One side is, is great, and the other side is always, you know, it, it could be damaging. So what we have to hope for is that we get the benefits of it without going down the slippery slopes of the, of the negatives of any technology. And he just described them for you, right? But on the other side, obviously, you know, having the ability to be able to get, you know, be able to earn your paycheck. For example, right now, as we speak, hourly getting that money in your account instead of waiting one week, two weeks, three weeks, depending on when you get paid. You know, there's some benefits there to things like that. Uh, So, you know, I hope that at the end of the day, when these things come out, that they end up servicing and helping humanity. But at the end of the day, what I really hope for is that we have invested in the infrastructures that are going to drive that system so that we can also benefit from that perspective as well, as Gonzo talked about early, creating generational wealth for our families and our friends and all our warriors in the academy. Hey, guys, don't forget, there's a free link below. Click on it. Join our uh, Discord if you haven't already to come share ideas, hear other uh, folks talk about this in our community. Find yourself a community so you don't have to go this alone.
0: Gonzo, we only got a couple minutes left, so we're going to skip past the CBDC comments and go right into our next article. As FIFA is setting to launch a new NFT platform partnering with Algorand, and this is going to be massive as the World Cup is set to take place this November, Algorand is going to be launching this NFT collection at the exact same time. So FIFA is launching a new NFT collection platform with the highly anticipated World Cup just around the corner. The new platform will be launched on Algorand, continuing existing partnership between these two parties. The platform is going to be called FIFA Collect and it will appear in a pop shot-esque approach. FIFA will also seemingly leverage big time game moments and pair them alongside art and imagery. The platform is expected to launch in September and is focused on being affordable, inclusive and accessible to all football fans. So we got a quick statement from the FIFA chief officer here that says this existing announcement makes FIFA collectibles available to any football fan, democratizing the ability to own part of the FIFA World Cup. Just like sports memorabilia and stickers, this is an accessible opportunity for fans around the world to engage with their favorite players, moments, and many more on these new platforms. Gonzo, let's start with you. Historic moment for Algorand. Algorand has continued to do massive things in the space. What does this FIFA partnership mean to you and are we going to get any price action right around the World Cup?
2: I mean, it's huge, right? Because football, not American football, but football is worldwide, right? It is the Mm. number one sport across the world. So it's a huge partnership and a huge win for them. And then collectibles too. That is a huge, huge marketplace, right? And so now bringing that to the blockchain, um, I I think it's just huge. I I, I wouldn't get too crazy with the price action because we're still in a bear market, right? Um, But it depends. When is the the World Cup? Is it next summer?
3: I believe believe it's in November. November. This November? Okay. So this, this, this November.
2: you can tell I'm not a soccer fan, right? So <laughs> because it's in this November, the market might even be down. So I wouldn't I, I wouldn't look to too much price appreciation, right? I could be wrong, but we'll see. We we are still in a bear market though, so don't forget that.
0: Algorand doing humongous things, whether it's tokenized real estate or this FIFA partnership. Andrew Cashflow, what caught my attention here is that it said that this new partnership is allowing fans to democratize the ability to own a portion of the FIFA World Cup. They're getting real world ownership through an NFT. That's pretty cool. And that's the start of something historic. What does that mean to you, Cashflow? Uh,
3: first of all, i like to mention I'm not a huge football fan, but the Netherlands plays the first football match on the 21st of November against senegal so of course i hope they win i think so but uh and then the final is at the 18th of december so i hope the netherlands is again in the final but we will see so um yeah what what i what i think is so nice here and always try to 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 approach this a little bit from from a higher level is we we spoke about nft platform and with with hbar and lg now we 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 speak about Algo, and FIFA with NFTs. And it reminds me a little bit about uh, VHS, Betamax, and V2000. Maybe it's a little bit from before your, uh, maybe not from Johnny, but before your, your time. I'm, I'm a little bit older, but that was the, the video recorder. You know, and there were three parties where we yeah, had, had, had competition to get the best video recorder out. The V2000 <laughs> was the best one. The the the, the, the Betamax was the cheapest one however VHS just over over yeah with a tsunami of, of, of equipment they went over the uh, over the world and that's why uh, VHS won in the end so yeah. I'm also very curious about who will win in the in the nft space or do we get specific sectors for example uh, uh, specific uh football cards and, and, and player cards and we have NFTs in real estate and we have NFT and then, then you have other other NFT platforms that will, will manage that. The, I, I, th- I think actually the same as with the CDBCs, same discussion, who will win the CDBC worldwide? I think it will be more regional. The Western world will hopefully uh, uh, go with uh, with XRP, but I also see that Russia, China, Brazil, and, and, and the the brics countries they will adopt something else because why because they don't agree with the western world so this what this what is what i, I see happening and it's it's an exciting time but uh, yes. thank you Andrew, really cash and cash flow oh go ahead johnny i know we only got about 40 seconds
1: yeah all i just want to say is a great thing about algo 10 million not max a uh, 10 billion max coin supply seven billion already out there so very low dilution definitely exciting
0: amazing guys and thank you andrew Cashflow. shout out to you we're going to close this thing off the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests thank you to andrew cashflow thank you to johnny crypto and thank you to gonzo another amazing episode smash that like button on your way out of here we've got jordan harry joining us this wednesday and it's like we always say warriors rise get your shit together baby thanks for joining us let's go
2: let's go